I'm so excited today because I have a special guest who came to visit, actually two people. One of them is not going to be on the podcast today, and that is totally fine. I get it. But I do want to introduce my aunt. Her name's Linda, and I'm just so glad she's here today. She's visiting up from Oregon, which is where you live, Linda, and you came up on the train, got a few days here visiting us as a family connection, and it's wonderful because you got to come to the studio today, and we get to ask you some questions. I'm thrilled to be here. I was surprised, but at the same time, the whole process of what you've been doing seems so remarkable. So I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me, of course. And there's just a lot of love here in the room right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit emotional, actually, because I have so much respect for you for my whole life growing up, knowing that you were in the classroom, following in your steps a little bit, not intentionally, but it's just so interesting to me because there's so many similarities that we share. One of them so. is loving and supporting students coming into the classroom. And you were a kindergarten teacher. How many years? I actually did several different things, but the first amount was 23 years in kindergarten in Fresno. 20, how many? 23. Wow. And then I went to second grade when I moved up to Vancouver, Washington. Okay. And yeah, and ended my career on being a literary specialist. And so then I could help low level readers find their self confidence and do a really good job reading at their own level, which That's, is so important. Oh, of course. And making sure that they have all the supports to learn and grow in their skill development and reading comprehension. Absolutely. Yeah. And you were in the classroom for. A long time. A total of 40 years. A total and of 40. And then I taught after that a little bit, but I never had children, so they were my children, and I just love being around them and all of their exuberance for learning. And, you know, when you have a bad day, they make it a good day. That's and right. I'm sure Barb's found the same thing. Like I really sometimes have. Sometimes you think, oh, the last thing I want to do is get out of bed and get to school and do all of that. And then you get there and, hi, Miss Gilliam, hi, Miss Gilliam, and your little smiles and everything they have to tell you about their home life and what their pet did. And it doesn't matter what it is. It just warms your heart. And you know that school is probably their favorite place to be. And I know that you've written some books just helping teachers know how to connect with their students through laughter and fun and right. and those strategies that have worked for you for right. those 40 years. So what's one or two strategies that really worked for you? I found in most of my classes, I had a mixture of bilingual children. And so they came in feeling very insecure and Mm -hmm. shy, you know, about what do these other kids know that maybe I don't know? And what's the teacher going to be like? Just the apprehension alone, you could feel it when they would walk through the door. But it was so nice to have them come in and you could joke around with an English-speaking child just so that they could see there wasn't anything to be afraid of. And I always would keep things up on the desk like, pet pictures, family pictures, all kinds of things that they could come up, little stuffed animals where they could come up and interact with you and not be afraid. And the main thing, I think, with any teacher is if you can build trust where they are not afraid of you or thinking that, oh, she's an authority figure, but she's my friend and she will always be there from getting, have my back. Then I think that just every day gets better and better, and I would always try to joke around with them after they were feeling comfortable. And, right. And it didn't matter what language they spoke. 
Everybody understands a smile. Right. Everybody laughs the same. That was to me like the magic in a classroom is just being right. light and funny yeah. and even stupid knock knock jokes. You know? Whatever it takes to build a relationship and build a connection mm-hmm. with your student. I think that is really my first exposure hearing you work with students having a different cultural background Absolutely. and being sensitive to where they're coming from a different culture, but then also blending those cultures together and finding those common connecting points. Yes. And you are the one to facilitate that type of thing. That's that's amazing. That isn't humor, but related to where they all can connect to each other. So if I had some Russian students, they would come up, I'd say, can you teach us how to speak your language Mm -hmm. and count up to 10? Because they had already heard us counting to 10 in Spanish since we were learning Spanish at the same time. And then, of course, all the Spanish-speaking children felt so important, and then they'd come up and do theirs. And so all of a sudden there was a connection to where they could understand, oh, our languages are different, but we still want to know how to count up to 10. And they'd go home and show off, I can count to 10, or I can do the flag salute in Spanish, or I can say thank you in Russian. And that was really important to me, was to make sure that they were proud of their own cultures. And really exposing other students to a variety of cultures and helping to build cultural competence from from one group to the other group and really becoming all together as one community mm-hmm. with different perspectives and different languages. Students teaching each other, that's so powerful. And I don't know, Darian is, is here as well with us, and I don't know what your experience was like in your growing up in elementary school, kindergarten, all the way up through if you had exposure to other students who came from different cultures and understanding people from different perspectives. I most certainly did. And you know what? I'm all about getting to meet varieties of people in different cultures. What I've always wanted was, yes, the same as you said, for all of us to come together as one right? and to get to know each other better. We could all really learn a lot from each other. We all feed off of each other energy-wise and we give strength in certain areas where you know, we wouldn't even imagine it. And I think that one of the things that I love to to remember is that we're so much better together than the, we are apart. Exactly. Right? Better in community mm-hmm. and separate. So much more strong. That's stronger. right. Linda, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast and oh, telling us a little wonderful. bit about your experience in the classroom. Yeah. And I, I love you both, so much. Well, I love and, you too. And thanks. I think both of us have felt so blessed to be able to have a job that right. has brought us joy every single day. It really has. Who, who can say that? Sadly, there aren't a lot of people that can get up every morning and really genuinely love going to work and loving the connections with our students that we have in the classroom. For sure. Thank you for being the model for me. And Of course. You have a good day. Uh, you too.